Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the last two episodes. We had some great interviews. We had the ShotScope team talking about the exciting new V3. We talked to uh, Morgan Hoffman, which was very interesting to see what he's been going through with some of his different treatments. And I think we've all learned a lot from that. So it's been really exciting. Uh, and then today we're going to kind of get back into some a little bit of instruction here. We're going to talk about Smash Factor. You know, it's something that everybody's looking to, to get. We a see bit it on better the screen, with. but we're that's, like, "What?" That's right. So we're <laughs> going to talk about Smash Factor. We're going to try to see, you know, what it means, why you should care about it, and if you're struggling with getting that Smash Factor to where you want to, some key things that you can look at to try to make it a little bit better. Um, but before we do that, we're going to dive into the update for the Golfacy Virtual Open. Yes, it is back and we're super excited to have it back. I know it's something that uh, everyone seems to enjoy every year. It's been growing more and more. Last year was our biggest Golfacy Virtual Open ever. It was. This is our fourth year now doing it. Fourth year, yeah. And last year we had about 1,400 plus sign up. Yes. Completely free. And we had some incredible prizes last year, but I think we've got it. I think we're going to top it this year. I think we've got it top this year. So we'll talk about what the Golf Fissy Virtual Open is for anybody who's new to it. And anybody who has participated in the past will tell you guys how to get involved again in a second. First, though, we want to thank this week's sponsor, Titleist. Uh, If you're like most golfers, you're looking for more speed, more precision, and more consistency in your game. The Pro V1 and Pro V1X deliver on this and are designed to fit your game regardless of your swing speed or your ability level. So you guys can prove how good you can be by teeing up the Pro V1 or Pro V1X on your next round. And listen, if it's if it's something that's available to you guys this year, go in and get a ball fitting. Uh, I know it's been tough with COVID, but we're starting to see things like fittings and things like that start to reopen. I've seen some great, you know, kind of like no touch fittings that have been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, at, and you can check the Titleist website to see when those ball fittings are going to come to a facility near you. Uh, we really learned a lot from doing it and finding which ball fit. And it talk about confidence, Mike. That's it, what it really, I, the most I got out of it. Yeah. Standing over the ball you know is for your game. It's a huge confidence booster when you know you're playing the, the ball that's best fit for your game. So check that out. Between that Pro V1 and Pro V1X, you're going to find something that works for everybody. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Golf Fissy Virtual Open for a second. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's new to it, the Golf Fissy Virtual Open is something that we uh, first launched, as Mike said, four years ago. And the intent was knowing that people who follow along with Golficity are all over the world. And we want to find a way, how can we get together, kind of play some rounds and things like that? And I think it's it's really fitting right now. I was um, going to say, don't confuse it with a COVID virtual open. It's right. always been virtual. Right. Okay. That's right. That's right. But it's, it really works out to be really fitting right now because of the fact that it is so hard to get together in large groups. Right. So you do play real golf. You're going to play a real round of golf. Um, but the, the fact of it being virtual is that you can play on your local course, but still be part of the bigger leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And look, I love the prizes every year, Mike, but the leaderboard is my favorite thing of this. Yeah. It, it's, it's something that you can, you can watch it. You can watch it. You can watch your progress up and down the leaderboard as you're playing your round. And you could be there on your couch as, as your buddies are playing their round and just following along and watching. It is pretty cool. It really is. So it's all free to get up to be a part of. Uh, what I want you guys to do to, to find out more and how to register, this is it's it's happening as of right now. It's going to be th- from July fifteenth through August fifteenth. So we're giving you a full month to log one round. Every part of this is going to be free. 
Okay. So there's nothing you have to pay to get involved or anything like that. We, we always say, I, I like your phrase last year. You said, look, you're playing golf anyway. You might as well. You might as well log it. You might as well log around and, and have it be part of this. Because right. if you do go out there and you play your round and you, uh, you fill out the door prize registration form, which we'll talk about in a second, you're going to be eligible to win some, some really sick prizes. Mike, tell them some of the prizes we have this year. Right. So that's the cool part is you just have to be in it to win it. I mean, it isn't like going to first place, second place, third place. I mean, you could finish dead last and still yeah. win one of these really sweet prizes. So you said we're going to top it this year. I think so. I mean, take a look. First, we'll start with some of the smaller items. Still amazing. I love my Amp Caddy speaker set. Use it all the time outside. Yes. So they're going to do their newest uh, model speaker with a couple other accessories with it. Our friends at Chippo, they're going to do a custom Golficity Chippo set, which I think is really cool. And they're going to send it to one lucky winner. Our friends at Rapsodo, get this, an MLM mobile launch monitor. It's $500 value. That's so sick. Someone's going to win one. That's so sick. Someone's going to win one. We love it. We're having fun with ours. Uh, Sub 70. Um, the direct, um, I guess, build to customer, uh, golf club company that Eddie yeah. has been, has been gaming. Uh, they sent over a driving iron, uh, which is really cool. Uh, it's, it's going to be great shot scopes and a, a bunch of, I think a couple of V3s. Yep. We got some V3s in the mix. Tyler's sure. golf balls. I know birdie balls sending over, they sent over a putting green, um, huge putting green that you could put down other accessories, training aids to go with it. I mean, the list goes on and on, but I mean, what, what I just rambled off, I mean, easily, I, I would say over 2000 bucks easily. And, and honestly, it just keeps growing. It's been really tremendous that so many, um, companies have wanted to get involved in this. Uh, I know I even heard recently, Mike, that the Callaway might be throwing a driver in. I That's think, right. Yep. You know, it, it's just. It's been growing and growing. And they'll grow during, like it, they'll grow all the way through August. Too. It will. They'll just keep adding. It will. And, and and this is what I like about this. It is all, as Mike said, door prizes. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about where you finish and things like that. We moved probably two years ago. We moved to door prizes because we did, you know, in all honesty, say it, it is difficult. There is a challenge that comes with, um, I guess keeping F the the field honest when there's it's, yeah. it's done so remotely the virtual honor system. exactly so every year there are you know one or two scores that that don't quite make mm -hmm. sense but we do reserve the right to disqualify um, but it's it's very hard to do and we want to kind of make it so that everybody gets out there you play for bragging rights you have fun with it and then you're ultimately if you're just in the field you're eligible for these these sick door prizes um but what we are going to do in a way to, to to level the field we are going to have net and gross um leaderboards as we've done in the past and last year we had some success with using the peoria system That's for right. handicapping mm -hmm. so there was a lot of newer golfers in fact what i really liked seeing is last year we had a lot of people who came in and they said uh this is going to be my first ever tournament playing in mm -hmm. uh, so get your little feet wet with a little bit of uh competition so to speak um but some people hadn't been playing the game long enough to have a, a handicap established so the peoria system is great you guys can you can go to golfisty.com slash open that's where you're going to go to register anyway mm -hmm. but you'll see there's a link there to more information about it but basically what it does is it takes your round that day and it generates a handicap based on how you played that day so it, it takes six secret holes, and then when it goes through and it, it sees how you scored in relation to par, and it quickly calculates a handicap for that day. So you guys are just going to enter in your gross scores, um, and then it'll take care of the rest. We do everything in the 18 Birdies app. Uh, 18 Birdies is, is great about supporting this every year and, and giving us this ability to have thousands of people mm -hmm. playing in this virtual open. But you go to golfacity.com slash open. You'll have all the links there to download the app for free. 
Um, it's going to show you how to get involved. There's a tournament code you just have to enter. It's very simple to do. Uh, and then there's going to be a registration form for the door prizes. Now, just note, guys, you got to use the registration form because in the 18 Birdies app, we don't have a way of contacting you. So yeah, in the past, sure. we had some issues where we we're having trouble finding people to get them their prizes. So you, you use the registration form. That way you guys will get registered. We'll have your mailing addresses. And then when the tournament wraps up after April, uh, after August 15th, uh, we do a random prize drawing and we're going to give these all away. And as we were saying, the prize list, Mike, it's just going to keep growing. Yes. Yes. It's going to be great. You know what? I want to ask you this question because I'm usually the memory guy, but this is our fourth year now. I remember we played the first one at Stony Ford. Yeah. We I played do. the third one at Woodlock. Mm -hmm. Where was the second one? That's a great question. Did we go back to Stony for it again? I don't think so. I think we shook it up each time. We did. Where are we going to play around this year? I think we're going to play this year's at Roycebrook. Roycebrook. That'll be a good one. That'll be down in Jersey somewhere. But uh, yeah, I got to go back later and check that out. Which brings up a good point because we play in it. And we have a lot yep. of fun with it. And it's always fun in the Facebook group, too. If you're, if you're not already part of our, our Facebook group, make sure you guys check it out. You can just go to Facebook, search the Golf Podcast. or it's The link is always in the show notes each week. Um, but it's fun as it progresses. People post their rounds there. And even in the 18 Birdies app, there's its own separate tournament feed where you can talk and chat. And really, to me, the primary goal is just getting people out there playing golf and having fun doing right. it. And if you think about it last year with, with almost a thousand rounds logged, it's just, to me, it just makes me feel good that we got basically a thousand rounds out of people out mm -hmm. there. And, and it's just, you're getting out there, you're playing, you've got a little bit of competition. You get to feel all the things we talk about here each week, like simulating pressure and learning pressure. You get to feel a little bit of that pressure right. by knowing you're going like, as you go in the app, you're going to enter your score on the scorecard. And anybody who's following along can watch live. They can see you. And, and it's cool for yourself too, to see yourself moving up and down that leaderboard. As you're playing, it really is a cool and fun little experience. I remember one year, our, our buddy Sal, he messaged me and he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, great front nine, make that turn struck. He was sitting watching. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Really cool. It really is. It is a fun experience. So we're glad to bring it every year. And we do want to make it even more robust with multiple rounds. And we talked about this in the past. But from an administration standpoint, we still got some kinks to work out. So for right now, it's going to be a one round, like I said, between July 15th and August 15th. You go in and you log your round. And then we're going to, at the end, we're going to, we're going to do all those those prizes. There'll, there'll be more information on this as well. We'll be putting a lot out on the channel. We're going to be doing an announcement video, which may already be out as of this recording right. of the podcast. Mm -hmm. But we're going to have all that information. And we'll, I'm sure we'll do a vlog when we play our round in August yeah, absolutely. as well. We definitely have to. Um, but this is, like I said, this is a fun one. I, I was, wasn't sure if... Um, I wasn't sure at first if we were going to be able to make it happen. People were asking with when, when we were in the thick of it in March with COVID. Um, but... Like I said, it's just good to see people are back out there playing and we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. So like I said, go to golficity.com slash open and all the information that you need is there, including all the links to get registered and download the app. It's very easy. Yeah, simple. We, we made it as simple as process as possible. All right. So if you guys got questions on it, post them in the comments, you know, message us, post them in the Facebook group. We'll be trying to solve, you know handle as many of those as we can but in the meantime mike what do you say we do a quick word from our sponsors and then i want to talk about smash factor yeah cue smash mouth right the music <laughs> let's go 
Uh, guys, this episode is brought to you by ShotScope. The all-new ShotScope V3 and G3, they're making a splash in the golf world. I mean, a lot of chatter going on, especially in the Facebook group. Love seeing all the uh, all the people in there are getting them in their hands, and uh, it's going to be the best watch for the price by far for years to come. I mean, it's like my personal guarantee right there. I just have a feeling. Yeah. I love it. I love how it feels. I mean, the price is ridiculous for the product you get. It's a stat-tracking, laser-like GPS watch that tells you everything you want to know about your golf game, and honestly, it will help you in improve. It will show you where you're not great at golf. It will show you your misses. It, it will show you where you are great. Uh, and it will show you things like the clubs that you never use in your bag. Maybe it's time to get change it up or get a fitting or things like that. So, you know, what is new with the new generation? People keep asking. Well, it's smaller, sleeker design, got a color screen display, longer battery life, interchangeable color bands. Uh, they made it more precise uh, and so on and so on. So visit shotscope.com slash golfistity. Get yourself in the game with the all-new G3 or V3 watch. So, guys, check them out, shotscope.com. Yeah, and it really, you're right, it really does enlighten you in parts of your game you never yeah, would have thought for of real. before. Yeah, And, of course, we want to thank FootJoy. At FootJoy, they know that the golf swing starts from the ground up. So you could take on those uphill, downhill, side hill lies. That's why FootJoy provides the footwear you need for superior traction and stability on every single shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SLs, which is the hottest shoes on tour, the max performance of the all-new Tour X, which I'm loving, and the all-around comfort and performance of the FJ Furies, um, a number of other shoes. Frank, I even brought in those new Coastals for you, man. They're so oh, pretty. yeah, you I was hoping you brought those. those, those, those are sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you guys check those out. Uh, but FootJoy offers shoes for every player. So... Uh, finding the right shoe does matter for your golf game. So shop now at footjoy.com. All right, cool. So let's talk Smash Factor. And if nothing else, it is probably or indefinitely the stat in golf with the coolest name. It is the coolest thing ever. Smash yeah, Factor. What's your smash? What's your smash factor? <laughs> when you said Smash Mouth, all I could think of was that Will Farrell when he went on, uh, I forget who it was, one of the late night shows. Mm -hmm. And he was like, like 90s santa did you ever see that no and he just keeps singing smash <laughs> at some point go on youtube and just search I mean, like will farrell uh smash, smash mouth, mouth. That's you'll it, find it, it. Okay. it's it's hilarious anyway um so smash fact like i said it sounds cool but it is also important and we want to talk a little bit about this and we are going to get <clears throat> a little bit into math here okay but we won't go too deep and and this is one of those things that you can you can go full bryson on it you could really dive in really deep. I could see uh, that here. if you wanted to, but we'll we'll try to to give you guys like the synopsis of what it is because it, undoubtedly it's a calculation. And it's a, and it's a statistic you're going to see anytime you go for a fitting or a lesson where a some sort of um, launch monitor is involved, Trackman or you know Foresight or whatever it may be. You're going to see Smash Factor because. What's so important about it is that it measures the efficiency with which you transfer transfer power from the club to the ball. So in other words, you could you could have the same swing speed as another guy. Mm -hmm. We could have the exact same swing speed and one of us creates more ball speed than the other. Right. So the difference only there would be the energy transfer and that right there is smash factor. So Talking about that that little bit of math, well, we promise that we will keep this simple. The, there are two numbers that you need in order to determine your smash factor. One is ball speed and one is club head speed. So also keep this in mind. There are going to be some variations just even in how it's measured. So for example, if you get something like a Trackman that measures ball speed or you get something like uh, foresight, which I believe measures club speed. 
there's going to be some degree of where the measuring tool itself might have some variation in its accuracy or its ability to measure. So it's never right. going to be perfectly spot on, but these tools are getting better and better and more significant. Um, that being said, if you take those two measurements, ball speed is that speed with which the ball leaves the the club face. It's the initial speed that that ball is traveling. Obviously, it'll slow down at throughout its flight, but when it first leaves that club face, the speed at which it's traveling is that ball speed that we measured. And club speed is the speed of the club as it makes impact with the ball. So to get that that smash factor, all you have to do is take that ball speed and divide it by club head speed to get your smash factor. That's it. Okay. That's it. And like again, what it does is it measures the tr- the efficiency of that energy transfer from the club to the ball. So if your smash factor is low, it means that y- you are not transferring as much power as you could be from the club face. You can be generating a whole lot of swing speed, but you're not generating as much ball speed as you should for that swing speed if your sm- smash factor is low. So, just to drive it home with some simple math example, Imagine you're swinging your, swinging your driver at 100 miles an hour. It's pretty average for the average, yeah. you know, recreational mm-hmm. male golfer. Um, when you strike the ball, let's say that now we measure the ball leaving the, the club face at 145 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So you take that simple math, you divide 145 by the club head speed, which is 100, you get that smash factor 1.45. Wow. Okay. All right. So- I guess the next logical question then is, what's the goal? Like, where do you want to be? Um, and you, you're going to hear this number. It's like this coveted number kind of floating around there, this 1.5, 1.50 mark. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to say I know this 100%. I can just tell you what I've heard. And what I've heard is that's like the kind of like the theoretical limit of, of the transfer um, is 1.5. But I've also seen measurements that jump above it. I've asked different coaches when I'm working with them, like, why is that number above 1.5? Right. And they're saying there's also, there's a degree of, of variation uh, in the measurement. Gotcha. Um, so, I'm doing measurements right now as you're talking. Yeah. Okay. So okay. there you go. So uh, the 1.5 mark, that's where you're going to see like the tour players and things like that, you know, really hitting that mark regularly. Uh, but a really good number would be anywhere what 1.45 and above. Don't ask me all the physics behind it of why it is that the transfer can't be more than that, you know, 100, let's say 100 mile an hour swing speed to 150 ball speed. I don't know, but I'm sure there's some physics behind it. And I'm sure someone knows. And if they want to give us that, the Bryson, the full Bryson, drop it in the comments and let us know why it is. Right. And it, and it looks like, I'm sorry, I just banged my phone down. I'm sorry if I blew out anyone's eardrums, but I um I did a little calculation here on my phone. I was I pulled up Kyle Berkshire, long, long drive. Yeah. And he hit his shot 402 yards and his ball speed was 223 uh-huh. and his club head speed was 148. So I said, Sick. you know, he, he must have a, a huge smash factor, 1718, but it breaks out to 1.49. So it seems like they all move together. Your That's club it. Head, yeah. That's it. They move together. So even though his swing speed is, and his ball speed are going up tremendously, it's the ratio between the two. Because theoretically, whatever it is, again, I am sure there's something there with the physics that I don't know. And honestly, mm-hmm. you know it's 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 beyond my understanding of why you have that you can't transfer more perhaps it's the way the limitations of the clubs or the regulations that the usga sets on that whatever it may be but for our purposes here if you can get yourself somewhere around that 1.45 or up mark you're doing a good job if you're below that that's when we start to look at what might be the 
inefficiencies there that you can work on. Right. So inst- it might not be that you need to add more swing speed, club head speed. Maybe it just needs to be that you need to find a way to tra- you, to transfer it more efficiently. So you may be working on swing speed, swing speed, swing speed, and not realizing that there are some tweaks that you can make just to take that swing speed and make it more efficient. Right. So remember at Club Champion and everyone was calling you out for like a 1-5 smash yeah, factor yeah. and they like didn't believe it? I mean, it just shows now that you understand it, like you are just transferring your energy yeah. properly. And if, and if you remember, I remember that 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 lesson thing that we did and we were, uh, you were hitting the ball further and I remember what he said is he said, you were you were generating more club head speed, but, but less efficient. Right. Catching up with and it. And I was less club head speed, but more efficient. Which gave so, you a higher smash. Uh, gave me a higher smash. So that's where I was making up some of the difference in distance between us mm-hmm. with efficiency. You were making up some of the difference with club head speed. Gotcha. So for me, the, per- the focus should theoretically be to increase my club head speed, work mm-hmm. on increasing my club head speed while maintaining efficiency. That's another thing. You may lose some of your efficiency as you start to gear up your club head speed. And for you, it would be to maintain that fast club head speed you're generating, but make it more efficient. Gotcha. Right? So let's dive into some, what are some of those problems? What are some of the things like, do we, that might cause this? Do we need to know how to measure ball speed? It, ball speed is going to be measured by that device, by whatever launch monitor you're using. But the understanding, I guess, because if, if everyone knows what club head speed, it's how fast you swing the club. Yes. You know, it's in a, it's in a mile per hour number. And ball speed is as well. But what is it? The speed of what? The speed of the actual ball leaving, leaving. the as right at that moment of impact, leaving the club the, the club. So think about it. I mean, the most crude way you can think about it is if you had a radar gun and you were shooting it at the ball as that ball first launches. Mm-hmm. That's your ball speed. And if you're shooting that radar gun at your club, yes. ignoring the ball, that's your club head. That's speed. your club speed. So I guess right. I'm trying to get nerdy here a little bit, except for myself, I'm trying to think in that scenario where I, my ball speed wasn't high enough, wasn't catching up, my smash factor was low, is it because I'm steep? It could very well be, because okay. that's what we're going to talk about Got here. It. it could be, there's there's, uh, there's certain aspects that are coming into it. Like when we, in that measurement, we looked at your attack angle on driver was lower. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was almost a negative number, and mine was a positive number, it was higher. So that could be part of it. Um, you know, it could be the way the spin is, is generated, right. but what the biggest thing is, and, and this is something that if, if you are losing that ball speed, your, your smash factor is low. One big thing to look at is, are you making center face contact? True. Mm-hmm. So you think about even just the way the club is designed, the, the so-called sweet spot, right? The club is designed with things like center of gravity and all that type of stuff and, and just the materials that go into it so that the center of that face or somewhere around the center, they do vary. Sometimes they have a lower CG and whatever. There's going to be a spot on that club face that is going to, from a physics standpoint, generate the most power. Right. So that is going to be your most efficient energy transfer if you strike somewhere else on the face there's a chance that you're transferring less energy because you're not using the club as effectively so that's a big thing to look at and this is um it goes back to something that 
Somewhere along the way, I remember hearing in an interview with Tiger Woods where he said his father at a young age had taught him to swing as hard as you can so long as you still strike the center of the face, of the club face. And it was so the, the, the number one in that scenario, the number one priority is a center face strike. Right. The secondary priority would be the the uh, swinging the swing speed. Mm-hmm. So in other words, that's where I said earlier. If you are struggling with that, rather than let's say your 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 swing your smash factor is pretty good, you have to keep an eye on it as you start to dial up your swing speed. Does the smash factor start to dip? Because at that point, you're just swimming against the current. Right. You may only you may theoretically only be hitting the ball the same distance with a faster swing speed because you've got a your less efficient transfer. And that's also why that thing comes up that's so fun, like mind blowing to golfers, where you feel like you're swinging slower and the ball's traveling further. Mm-hmm. It's because of the fact that you're making a better strike and therefore transferring the energy better. So you may have, let's say, you dial it back to a 90 mile an hour swing speed, but have a much much more controlled strike and energy transfer. It may go far as far, if not further, than if you added 10 mile an hour swing speed, but you were spraying it all over the face. Interesting to think about. It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So if that's one thing that you're finding, especially with driver, I, there's a lot to be said for taking a little bit of that uh, impact tape. And putting it on the driver or taking uh sometimes you just take that spray yep mm-hmm. right spray it on the face so you can see where your impact is and then just do a range session or two and just see where are you are you making center contact or are you making contact out on the toe the heel because all those areas are not going to transfer energy the same way the center is makes sense man so this is interesting stuff. Dude. It really is. I mean, and, and it just it's a cool thing to think about as a golfer because it makes you realize you don't always have to be chasing fast, exactly. fast speed. That's you can say, I can get much more efficient with my golf and 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 have a similar type of effect. Um and I'm seeing that personally in my game. But and you've yeah. said it to me, you know, slowing the rhythm, the tempo, I'm making better, cleaner contact. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely paying off. Yeah, it look when when I see you swing this season, it looks like so much more of a controlled. It seems slower, but that's just because it's less erratic. It's less erratic, but it's it, still it, fast. Right, I think. It, it's still plenty of swing looking speed. Looking back at it, but it's just you're you're it's so much more controlled. It seems like you're striking the ball center face yep. much more often. And I can feel it off the club face. It's yeah. weird how you could feel it. you feel the good strikes. You really do. Mm-hmm. There's, and the, it's a feeling that once you've had it once, you kind of all of a sudden it clicks. You know, it's yep. just a matter of getting that happen <laughs> every yeah. time. Right, that's key. So, so kind of how do you do that? A couple things. One, and these are really going to come down to fundamentals that we talked about often. And we always say, if there's something that you're struggling with, go back to your fundamentals. I've been doing this year such a deep dive on fundamentals. Um, I just, I, we've talked about all these books before on here, but I've just kind of revisited them all. I just finished up reading Ben Hogan's five, you know, fundamentals or whatever. And then I just ordered hard copies because I read a lot of my Kindle, but mm-hmm. I like to be able to reference quickly, look at yeah. like illustrations, go back. I just ordered hard copies of that. Harvey Pennick's little red book, mm-hmm. um, a whole bunch of them. Oh, Golf's Not a Game of Perfect, Bob, Dr. Yep. Bob Rotella, all things that we've, we've read before and they've been in our consciousness and we've talked about, but I'm like, I'm going back to them because I'm just finding that it just really comes down to fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So when you are struggling with something, what is it? So one would be focusing on balance. Balance is so key. It's something that I'm learning is so important to that clean strike that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're un 
balance. Think you know, if you think about what really happens in the golf swing, so much happens. The body has to do so much that that it's so much torque and speed in that rotation that if you're unbalanced, you're not going to be able to do it. I mean, the, the perfect example would be like try to swing as hard as you can on one foot. And you realize you're all over the place, right? right? And then you just immediately understand how important balance is. So it's a big thing to look at. And we won't get into any of these in deep detail because we've done podcasts on all of them and we will revisit them more. But it's just areas of your swing that you want to look. Um, so if you do get that range session in, you put a little bit of that, that spray on the face and you realize you look at the face and you look at the ball strikes are all over the place. A couple places to start are these. So the first one was balance. If you want a better strike, you really have to be more balanced. A lot of that even comes into stance. Starting from a good balanced position will really help you you know, as far as making sure that you're in that position at impact. I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from Kevin Sprecher when he said, if you want to try to improve your balance, jostle your feet, feel the earth below you. Yeah. And if someone were to walk over to you and just shove you, would you fall over? So can you feel that balance? Once you're there and you feel it, mm-hmm. whether you have an imaginary small bar stool behind you that it feels like you're kind of just sitting on a little bit, whatever it is, Get to set that balance, and you'll see it improve your golf swing dramatically. Oh, 100%. Because if you're off balance, your swing pad's going to be all off. Right. Everything's going to go out of whack. And and where it's like when you put something – you can see if something works, but then when you put it under stress, that's when you really know if it works. And an example of that is if you're one of those people who says, my range game is great, but my, my game on the course is not as great. If you do have issues with balance – Things like uneven lies are going to expose it real quick. Oh yeah. So you may be you may have enough balance to get you through a perfectly flat even lie swing, but now when you initiate things like side hill lies, uphill, downhill lies, now it, the the earth and the gravity is physically shifting your balance in different directions. It really starts to expose it. So understanding balance, but also understanding balance under different conditions. And and Kevin Sprecher taught us that. He said, you know, if if let's say it's you know kind of like lean into wherever it is, and then rebalance yourself from that position exactly. instead of trying to fight gravity, rebalance yourself there. So that is a really important one. I, I've even seen people working practicing with no shoes on just mm-hmm. to really yep. feel the ground and feel where their balance is at. Um, another one would be keeping a steady head. Uh, now again, we can talk about. The, the idea of like keeping your head down, not being necessarily the whole picture, but more so keeping your head relatively steady. Even I've seen a lot of people talk, talk about keeping the lower body steady in one's place and rotating around it. Really what we're just trying to drive at here is getting away from shifting and sliding in either direction. Because if you do start that motion where you start kind of getting slidey one way or the other, you realize that your body has to do a whole lot of compensations in order to get back to where it needs to be at impact. So Mm -hmm. if let's say you're a righty golfer, you slide to the right during your backswing. Now you got to get back to where you were. Now, so I understand that there is a shift of weight and things like that. There's a lot that goes into it, but we're talking about kind of sliding around rather than kind of staying in your posture. Um, And what will happen is if you don't compensate properly for that, you may not arrive where you need to be. And it doesn't take much. I mean, the golf ball is a small target and the club face, I know you think modern drivers are pretty big, but relatively it's a small little thing that you're trying to hit that golf ball with. It doesn't take much, you know, a couple millimeters in either direction to really lose that efficient energy transfer that we're talking about in Smash Factor. So that's a big one. And then another one is just committing to the shot. I think we've all struggled with this. Um, it's just sometimes we just don't commit to it. Whether we decelerate, we re- we just kind of like don't trust it. Maybe it's the wrong club in our hands, whatever it may be. A non-committal 
can be kind of the first thing as soon as you, especially if you've got compensations in your swing, mm -hmm. as soon as you start to like think of something else or, or just kind of like you're not fully committed to it, right? you end up with like a poor strike. So once you pick it, whatever it is, commit to it and play the shot rather than kind of second guessing yourself. You know what's interesting lately? I've, I, I don't know if it's just lately, but I know when I hit a bad shot the minute I strike the ball. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Is that tell me something about my game that I'm for sure. getting I mean, more you, consistent with my better shots that I know how those feel? Look, it says the experience level. You've been playing the game long enough that you know uh, what a good shot feels like. It feels like, isn't that? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't It doesn't have to be one of those real big hand stingers right? You know, to, to tell us that it's not right. But like I said, you know when it is right. And, mm -hmm. and once it is, like you can, you can feel that thing. But I don't think there's any substitute, though, for, for really getting the visual feedback of like, you know, like I said, spraying the face or using impact yep. tape um, just to make sure that you're really in the right spot. But it, it could be something that, like I said, you get that physically, you just know your smash factor is off because you're just not making solid center contact. Right. And I know what those misses are coming from me not committing to the shot. And this is what made me think of that. Commitment, balance, mm -hmm. all these things are, are all factors that can really be a big part of it. So kind of just like a final word on it. Um, optimizing your sm smash factor, it's not necessarily going to be the thing that makes your scores all of a sudden be where you want them to be. Um, however, it is an important thing to know and understand again. So you're not as a golfer spending too much time kind of, like I said, swim, swimming against the current, you know, trying to get more power and distance by always working on faster, 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 and not realizing that you just, you could use a little bit more proper energy transfer, right? Optimization. Mm -hmm. So um, it's also a good thing to know because nowadays we are, you know, all golfers of all levels are getting more chances to be on a launch monitor than we would even of five years ago, right? Where these things were really reserved for like the elite, elite golfers. Mm -hmm. Now, pretty much every lesson you go to, um, the uh, the instructor has some sort of uh, launch monitor that they're working with, or if you're, it, it really helps in fittings too. Um, this is something we didn't even talk about here, but it's something to even consider. A properly fit club will really help with this. That's true. Um, things like shaft flex, mm -hmm. things like um, lie angle, uh, all those things that a really good uh, uh, fitter is going to look at, and they're going to say whether you know they can optimize that that a little bit more, and just help you help you get more center strikes by just tweaking the equipment a little bit. Right. So it's another important one. Um, but again, it's just something that if you have that good understanding of it, if you've got a good understanding of what smash factor is, you'll be a more educated golfer when you do go to lessons and fittings and you'll have a better understanding of what is actually happening when you transfer the power that you've worked on generating in a swing into the actual golf ball and applying that. So, um, I think it's an important thing to know, and, and hopefully we've taken what can be a very complex topic and, and summed it up enough. We tried to make it cool. Make it as simple as possible right? here. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys think? Is Smash Factor cool now? <laughs> I still think it's got the coolest name it of all does. the stats in golf. Does. But remember, ball speed divided by club head speed 
That's your smash factor. That's how you get it. Um, if you guys have any comments on smash factor, make sure you drop them below. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, uh, otherwise, of course you can leave us a comment in the Facebook group. Uh, you can DM us lots of ways to get a hold of us. We love hearing from you guys. We love your feedback. It's always great. And speaking of feedback, if you haven't already done so, if you take a second to leave us a quick review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, it might be on Google, Google play, leave us a review. We really do appreciate those reviews and it really does help us to not only improve the show, but grow the show. So we always appreciate seeing those. Uh, that's everything we have for you guys this week. You can get to the show notes by going to golficity.com slash episode 332. Or one thing that we've been a consistently big advocate of is download the Golficity app. That's it. We put a lot of work, a lot of love into it, and it's 100% free for iOS and Android. And uh, you'll get all your podcasts right there and all the show notes are right there. You can even listen to them right in the app. So, and you can get it, if you have your notif notifications turned on, you'll get an alert when this new Couldn't podcast. make it more easy for you. Can't make it more it. easy. It's great. Go to golficity.com slash app. And we can't wait to see all of you in the Golficity virtual open. Guys, go low. Post some great scores. You know what? And if you don't post a great score, post it anyway. We'll talk about it. We'll have a little fun with it. You got to laugh at the bad, bad rounds too. Of course. Uh, either way, if you go through the process, if you get registered for the door prizes, I don't care if you shoot a billion, you're still going to get a chance to win some of these sick prizes. That's right. So go to golfisty.com slash open, get registered. We're super excited for it. We'll see you guys in there.